This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. This is the happy hour 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clarier with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going great. That's good. I- Me and DP and Jay had conversations about our favorite, our, our most memorable games, college and NFL that we watched. And Ooh. for Jay, we asked, you know, most memorable game he played in. Um, it was it was it was a fun time. Ooh, okay. So we also found out that 1971 apparently was a great year for for football games. Really, just a bunch of good college and NFL games because we were reading through lists and it seemed like every other game came from 1971. My best one or my my most memorable memorable game, and I'll see if you can remember this or, or select guess which which game it was. October eighth, 2011. Nope, I got nothing. Nebraska versus Ohio State at home. Mm. Luke Fickle is the head, the head interim head coach, you know, for Ohio State. Levante David strips it away. Bowserman chucks it up ninety rows up in the, the Memorial Stadium, and Nebraska comes back thanks to the defense and Rex Burkhead. Mm. Fantastic game. Also, my first Husker game. Okay, I mean that isn't that, that wild. That's a, that's a great first game. Isn't that to. wild though? The first Husker game I ever went to was in 2011. That is crazy. Not I good. mean, mine was after that because I didn't go to games, so it's fine. My first game was a Bo Pelini coached Nebraska team playing Minnesota, and they got yikes run on. To is that the one where you proposed no to end. Rachel? No, oh. that was the second game I'd ever been to. Again, Minnesota, Nebraska. What's your What's your fascination with Minnesota? I don't know. Apparently, Minnesota and me have just some sort of weird connection. But uh, my my favorite game that I remember watching, uh, watching okay, Oklahoma State, no not Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Boise State, Fiesta Bowl, Statue of Liberty, Hook and Ladder, yep, mm, beautiful I'm memories. Trying to think, I think last on Sunday the the Buffalo Chiefs game ranks pretty high in NFL games. That's that's why we were talking about it because it was just that was one of the best games that we'd seen in a while. So we were just trying to go back and see. What our favorite games were, and then I, you know, twenty-eight to three, New England, Atlanta, yep. Super Bowl. Yeah, that was wild. That would be that would have been good for you. That would have been a good game. Oh, it was a terrible that, that, game for a while. <laughs> yeah, the Rams, the Rams, Chiefs, a couple years ago in Mexico City. In Mexico City, <sighs> that was gorgeous. That one would have been a good. Was that in Mexico City or was that at the Coliseum? Mm, or maybe it was supposed to be in Mexico City. I think maybe that. That might have been the one where the field was garbage, so they had to move it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Rams Chiefs. Coliseum. I want to make sure I'm getting that right. Yeah. But as always, 402 464 5685. Yes, November 19th, 2018. It was in the Coliseum. Okay. And Kansas City won 51, or no, Los Angeles won 54 to 51. Just an all out slugfest. Wow. And like I said, as always, uh, 402 464 5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarahama Text Line, both those open for you. The entire hour. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, and at Radio Rico AC. 
So there's a couple things I want to get to today. The MLB and the Players Association met today because they had another meeting. We kind of talked about it briefly yesterday. And normally I wouldn't have brought this up, but there are a couple funny things within it and, and stuff I want to talk about um, and just kind of bring to light. So we'll talk about that. The Hall of Fame vote for Major League Baseball is today as well. Um, and then we'll get into some Husker stuff. Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity will join us at 2.30 like always, talk about Nebraska basketball and their game against Wisconsin on Thursday, which, surprise, Chucky Hepburn coming back to Lincoln, 4 p.m. on Thursday. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Fitting in really, really well. Um, they also also have Johnny Davis, who is a Wooden Award finalist. Um, speaking of basketball, Rico, real quick, did you watch the Kansas-Texas Tech game last night? No, was it good? It was, it was a double overtime game. Kansas won in Lawrence. But there were many times where I caught myself thinking, and, and I like to – you know, re- relate everything back to kind of Nebraska sports. But I was thinking last night when Kansas, they, their offense broke down at the end of the first overtime, or I can't remember, at the end of regulation. I believe it was the end of the first overtime. And a guy just pull up, pulls up from three with like eight seconds left and drains it. Jeez. And, and that happened. And then there was, I believe he's a freshman, and I'm going to butcher his name, but either way, there's a freshman on Kansas's team that is really, really impressive, dropped over 30 last night. And I'm just thinking to myself, what does Nebraska look like with a guy like that? Or who is the guy that if they found themselves in a dogfight against Texas Tech, who is the 15th best team in the country, mm-hmm. who's taking that shot when they're down three in the at the end of first overtime? Who's taking it? And, and the, the only <coughs> the one that I came up with was Bryce McGowan's. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. And that's what makes Kansas and these other top ten teams so so tough to beat is because they got multiple guys. So then I, I related that and I said, okay, who's the second guy on Nebraska that you would feel comfortable taking a, a taking a three, taking a last second shot? Whoa. Who's athletic enough to get space? Can hit a mid range jumper off the dribble? Who who's who's that guy on Nebraska? Well, if you're down three and what'd you say eight seconds, yeah. so you're not really going to go for two and go for the foul. You don't have time. Um, so you're going to shoot a three. Honestly, the person that I want with the ball in their hands in that instance, Iguodala. <laughs> it might be Kobe Webster. No, I'm joking. Yeah, that, it might be. Yeah. I want Kobe with the be ball in his hands because because you know you could you could still you know you have time to run a pick and see if he can get some space off of that. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, maybe they make a mistake and Kobe comes off the pick, drives into the lane, and somebody comes off their man. Yeah. I trust Kobe making that pass over just about anybody else that that's one i i was thinking of nebraska's just starters but that would be interesting of who would be on the floor because coming on to the coming I mean, into the season kobe's on the floor casey's on the floor is he casey's on the floor okay. if you need a three with eight set casey's on the floor yeah bryce is on the floor lats on the floor see that's where like is lat on the floor lats on the floor lats at the five on the floor you're you're just okay, getting so your you're best. You're Derek getting your out. best. You're getting your best shooters. So out you're there. taking D Walk. Yeah, out. you're getting your best shooters in there. You're not having because D Walk's going to be if he's in there, he's in the paint to get a rebound. And yeah. eight seconds left. You're not really. You're either making the shot or you're missing the shot. You're not getting the rebound because even if you get it, you're going to have to kick it out and it's going to be contested again. So you got Lad out there as a shooter, and I don't know who the fifth person is. Maybe Trey. I mean, yeah, he's he's, you, he's an improved shooter. Yeah, I think you would put Trey out there. This can be a question for Jacob also later. But I think that's you put Trey out there just for leadership maybe. I he can I mean he can shoot. Yeah. I don't like 
I, I don't want to sound rude. I don't want him taking the last shot, but he can shoot. If he takes it, if he's open and he takes it, I'm not mad at it. Oh, okay. We get this off the text line. What about CJ Wilcher over Lat? Thank you. That's a guy. Mm. I, I would I would put him I think CJ over Trey. Really? Yeah. I think that's where we differentiate, just because of how this season has gone. At that point, like I'm not worried about length at that point. I'm what, wor- I'm worried about shooters. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you have Lat in. I know, but Lat doesn't He's Lat a better have shooter. More... He's a better shooter than Trey. Okay. Maybe. Maybe that's an idea. But also then you have to worry about when you when you hit it. You have probably three like last night. If they if, Texas Tech had four seconds to work. Yeah, with. if you hit it, they have four seconds. So I then mean, you wonder about you with know, that you just bringing up a ball. You have to make sure you have Lat guarding the inbound. You don't want yeah. him playing in space with somebody because he might get beat. <laughs> but the other guys, you're fine with. That's plus his length guarding the inbound would cause more problems. I mean, they can run the baseline at that point. I think but, it's safe to say though that Lat's not your guy that you're shooting. You're having to shoot. No, Lat is not the guy yeah. that you're. Ha- he, he's but not you the guy. Have the guy. He's not the guy there. you want to go to. But he is a better shooter than Trey. Okay, that, that's understandable. He's supposed to be a better shooter. Supposed than Trey. to be a better shooter than Trey. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm, I'm honestly no, no. Not, I get no. I but get it. It's just funny. Like, he, it's just funny. He this has year. struggled. It's just funny this year because yeah. right now he has um, struggled a, a decent amount this season. Bob and Lincoln says this on the text line 402-464-5685, But in both Ohio State and Indiana home games, Fred didn't have Kobe or Casey in last part of game when we needed threes. No, he had. He had Verge. If we needed to, we could go back and look. Who did he have? Verge, CJ, Bryce, Lat, Derek. Mm -hmm. That's who he had in the game. Which Wilhelm would have. Jeez. If if oh that that Wilhelm would have been in over Derek. Would Wilhelm be in over Lat? If healthy. Again, supposed to be a good shooter, struggled in the couple of games that he did play, but you know he can make the three. But it's That's the same with Lat. You know he can. I think Lat and Experience, Wilhelm maybe? are in over Derek. Just because of athleticism and I just shooting. Shooting. Okay. If you I mean, if you're going for experience and somebody that knows what they're doing, then you definitely have Derek in over everybody else. That's interesting. Like if they, if you're going for experience, Derek is the first one you're putting in. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, and if you're down, be da- it, so here's the experience question: Experience would be Derek, Trey, Kobe. If you're down two, Derek, he's in. in. He's in. You have to have you. Have, you cannot have no, Derek. One hundred percent, he is in the game. And you could even argue that after you hit the shot, you call a timeout and put Derek in. Probably, yeah. One I, of your I would be one okay of your better that. defenders. Better defender. Although I don't, would match up on make, the inbound. If you make the shot, I'm not calling a timeout. If it's if Good it's point, if you have you eight if you have eight seconds, you make yeah. the shot. However much time they have, like I'm not calling the timeout. Whoever's out there better figure it out. Because you're not well, putting the thing is you're not putting guys in for if you make the shot. You're putting guys in to make the shot. I, you don't care what happens yeah. after. You know that. what? I want to talk about that here, but I want to get to Tom on the Honda Lincoln Hotline first. Tom, what's on your mind, man? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, you guys too. Hey, uh cheers to the guy that said Wilcher should be starting in front of man. Hello. That's the greatest call you've had all year. And secondly, are you guys looking at the stats? Uh, uh, you know, it's not one of you that's saying this, but the other guy that's saying that Mann's a better shooter than Trey, really? What is he shooting from three, like 23%? There's no way in God's green earth that he's a better shooter, and he's a terrible player. He had no help out on defense. He never gets rebounds. He gets in people's faces and gets teed up. No, just don't even go there. 
Awesome. Appreciate it, Tom, Thank as you, always. Tom. Appreciate you uh, contributing to the show. Um, <laughs> here's what I'll say. Okay, so going back to what we were talking about before, whether or not you call a timeout, one thing that they made really apparent last night, I think it was Fran Fischilla on, on ESPN, he talked about when he's had conversations with Bill Self that they practice those situations as much as anything else. Mm-hmm. Those late-game situations where if they hit a shot – then what happens next? How do you line up? Who takes who, right? Um, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by the text. That, line yeah, here. that text. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, not, not going to read, read that, that one. one. Um, but at the end of the day, that's like a question to have. And, and I understand Nebraska's 6 and 13. Like, I, I get that. But it, it just made me think because I always like to relate things back to Nebraska. Same thing with football, right? Is what would Nebraska look like if they put so-and-so in a situation like Georgia put, you know, Stetson Bennett, where they have a run-heavy offense. Like, Mm -hmm. what would Nebraska look like in the Big Ten? Like, I like to do that. And so, with that, because it gets all of us thinking, right, and it's the offseason we want to think. But either way, going back to basketball, it it just makes me wonder what Nebraska would do in those situations. Because we've seen it before. We've seen it before where Nebraska has – Fallen apart at the end of games, mm-hmm. right? Ohio State's an example. Um, Indiana's an example. They they played such good defense down the road. They they were not shooting well offensively, but they played such great defense on the road at Assembly Hall that the first time they played Indiana, I mean, that they looked up and they were only down ten or whatever with six minutes left, but they were shooting poor, which is not you know same story, right? Yeah, but. It just makes me wonder if, if Nebraska finds itself, let's say against Wisconsin on Thursday, let's do a hypothetical. They find themselves in a two-point game, 20 seconds left. They hit a layup, and they have nine seconds left on the clock. Wisconsin has nine seconds left on the clock. You have an idea that Johnny Davis is going to take the shot because he's a wooden award watch, whatever. And what's Nebraska's response? How do they respond? Do they look calm under in uncomfortable situations? Do they practice that? Because if 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 they don't, then that's something to something to talk about, right? Because if you're not even going to put yourself in practice in that situation, mm-hmm. then how can you expect to be ready? Or how why why aren't you expecting to be in that competitive spot in a game? Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes sense. So that's where it makes me really interested in what would Nebraska do if they find themselves with nine seconds left on Thursday, and it's a tie ball game, and Wisconsin has to go the full length of the court, you have an idea of who's taking the shot mm-hmm. or at least going to be touching the ball. Are you disciplined enough without fouling? Are you um, going to be okay with whoever shooting over somebody else? Are you going to even let them get a shot off on their side of, of half court? It's all those little things that if you don't practice to be competitive – when it actually happens, on the off chance that it happens against a top ten team in a in a game that you're six and thirteen and you're looking for your first Big Ten win, that's very important. Especially with everything going on, like it, it's just wild to think about if Nebraska is going to be able to be put in a, in a right situation. Now that's not criticism. That's not because I don't know the answer if they practice it because we've never seen Nebraska in that situation. But last night just made me wonder. Okay, who takes the shot? Somebody on the text line says Bryce. Maybe. But has if Bryce down, has Bryce been shooting well? That's that's the exact point I'm getting. Lad hasn't been shooting well. Trey's not well. Um, and if you want to say Trey shooting fifty well. percent, he's one of two. 
So, well, you played four small games. sample size. You played four games. It's extremely small. I know, sample but size. people so, are going to look at the percentage. He's fifty percent. He's one of two. So, like, that's why that's why I kind of wanted to take Trey out of this conversation because it's small sample size. But at the end of the day, nobody's shooting well. Like Alonzo Verge, I have little confidence in Alonzo Verge pulling up from three. No, I don't. I don't want Verge shooting threes. And Casey, we know the potential. Once again, just hasn't been fulfilled, mm-hmm. and that's not a slight, but that's just the disconnect, and that, and unfortunately, that's what calling it is. And, and I'm not trying to be a bearer of bad news or be negative or anything like that, but it really made me curious last night when I saw a freshman freshman from Kansas, and I get it's Kansas, but go up against Texas Tech, where Texas Tech also give them credit. They came back from being ten down with two minutes left in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And they made it competitive. Once again, with a coach in his first year. Now, Chris Beard built that program a little bit. But hey, in his first year, they've knocked off Baylor on the road. They've knocked off multiple top 10 teams on the road. And they almost they took Kansas on the road to double overtime. So it's possible to make it a quick turnaround. So that's one positive thing that you can take with Nebraska, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. All right, 402 464 5685. Honda Ligon Hotline, Starter Hammond Text Line. We have about. Two minutes left in this segment before we got to get to Jacob Padilla. Ohio Husker says this, Tominaga or Wilcher are the best three-point shooters on the team. Either of them would be a good option. See, and like coming into the season, heck yes, give me Tominaga. He drained five with a purse on his hand, on his waist. Or a bag, sorry. It's a man bag. Man bag. But right the, now, it's not translating to the floor. Look, the, the five best shooters from three-point land for the Huskers, if you take Trey McGowan's out of it because he only played four games. Yep. Wilcher, Tominaga, Webster, Verge, Mayen. Yeah. Those are your and five, those are your five well. best. And the top three, Wilcher, Tominaga, Webster, are 37, 35, 34%. After that, mm-hmm. it's 27 and 26. Yeah. So either way, you don't have a great You don't feeling, feel great about really anybody shooting a three. But it is what it is. Um, Pecan Pie says this, Good afternoon, fellas. If I was Fred and needed to make a last-second shot, I would put myself in. <laughs> being Fred Hoiberg and drain the shot just to show these guys that I still had ice in my veins and hopefully prove the point on how to get a good shot off when needed. That's that's a whole other thing. Whole other conversation is does Nebraska what what do they run on that last possession? Do they run anything? Like do they ISO? Do, do they practice that? Like that that's the I'm little, sure that's the, they Yeah, you would like to say it. I I would I would like to think that they practice it. They just haven't been put in that situation. Mm-hmm. But they practice in a lot of different situations that they do get put in, and then you know it doesn't doesn't come to fruition. I mean, you're down two, or you're down two. The game is tied, or you're down one. You drive to the bucket, and what you think is going to happen is you're going to get fouled, or you're going to make it, and that's that's kind of something that they probably practice, and it just hasn't translated to the floor. You've yeah, seen it in multiple games. It's been wild. Um, we'll talk this same conversation with Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity next up on. The happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com.